Okay, welcome to episode 175 of the Twim Show. This is Sajid and I will be going over the news and updates from the week of August 21 through 25, 2023. First off, a little quick update on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has now made some changes to their plat- newsletter platform or the newsletter functionality and now you can have up to five different newsletter per profile and I believe that is, uh, let me see, uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, in you can, uh, any member company via pages can host up to five newsletters in one place with different topics, design frequency of posting for each newsletter. The other things you need to know about is obviously there is a change in the creation user interface. Now you can do preview um, and then you can also save it in draft mode, uh, add a mix of photos, layers, video links. Uh, you could add lot, a lot more SEO title descriptions even for more better reach and people who subscribe to your newsletter are going to get automatically added uh, to be our, so here's how it works if you follow my newsletter you will also automatically be following me uh, I'm not sure if that's a good idea but at the same time if you're following my newsletter you probably want to see what I have to share on my profile as well so LinkedIn is definitely growing if you're not using newsletter you may want to consider using it with that let's move on to the next update TikTok. TikTok is pushing retailers to adopt native shopping. Uh, So back in 2021, TikTok launched this integration with Shopify so that, you know, um, you know, users can have a TikTok storefront and when they click on it, they ended up with Shopify and they also launched a lot of different integration with other shopping platforms. If I remember correctly, WooCommerce was one of them. Now, TikTok is pushing their uh, retailers on their platform to stop using that and basically use TikTok shop. Uh, TikTok has seen some early, um, I guess, good results and now TikTok is saying, you know, hey, we want everyone to be on our platform. We want them to shop on our platform, things like that. This is kind of good for TikTok. However, it's kind of bad for Shopify and other platforms. Uh, now, whether the retailers are going to bite or not, that remains to be seen. But um, they are going to discontinue. I'm looking for the discontinue date. But uh, unfortunately, I did not write that down in my show notes. So you just have to go figure it out if you're in a TikTok retailer. Uh, but I'm sure you would have gotten the uh, notice from TikTok as well. Uh, but you know, in the past, it was easy that you could link your Shopify store on TikTok and really make some progress. But at the same time, given the way the platforms are working and how it's going into a cookie-less world, if you are on the same platform, which is if you're in the app, TikTok has more data from you, doesn't have to worry about you know getting uh, blocked by Apple's iOS or ATT tracking features, things like that. It just makes it a lot easier. So, I mean, you know, it is definitely a little bit... Um, more work for you and i'm pretty sure there is this app that's going to be built that's going to take your shopify information push it into tiktok and vice versa and so that you know you can do retail inventory management in one place and not be you know running around between uh, google business google merchant central uh, facebook shop if that's still a thing tiktok shop and things like that so there is going to be a hub that's coming up and if you're looking for an idea to work on maybe this is one of that Okay, talking about that, uh, TikTok, the other thing TikTok has done is they've launched, officially launched TikTok search ads. Uh, Basically, search ads are, as you know, when you go search something up, 
you get a result. However, in TikTok's case, it's not just uh, just because of the keywords, but they are also going to be tied to relevancy, user in intent as they understood from the search query, and broader lear learnings about the uh, user behavior. Right, uh, part TikTok, the typical search journey starts with a user clicking on the ser search button at the top of of the for you feed from there they type in search query and where which then yields a series of search results the ads appear among the search res results once a user clicks on a search ad the ad mirrors the in feed tiktok experience with users able to continue scrolling through the search results in the order they appear on the page this is big. Remember back uh, last year, Google has said that TikTok search, TikTok remains a big uh, threat to Google's search business. It is here because, you know, TikTok has about 100 million US active users. That's monthly, by the way, but still it's a big number. Okay, well, so that's one channel for you to try out if you haven't tried out and see, you know, if you can uh, grow your business from that angle, especially if you have a TikTok shop why not or if you have a product that can be marketed on tiktok why not okay moving on from tiktok to youtube shorts youtube recently hosted a q a session with youtube's uh, product shorts product lead product lead uh, whose name is todd sherman he's covered a lot of stuff in that show uh, some of the things that I want to point out is number one is long form content is very different from short form content. YouTube has no intention of changing uh, their you know YouTube shots from 60 seconds to say 90 seconds or 120 seconds or five minutes as you have seen in other platforms. Uh, Sharman says, hey, we don't need it. We already have a platform, video platform where you can post long form content or content that is a little longer. For shorts, we're going to stick to 60 seconds for now at least, right? The other thing is like, you know, uh, shorts, the way the algorithm works is very different from YouTube. Uh, regular algorithm works is just because of the way the users are consuming the content, right? On shorts, it's just swapping up and going in through it content. So it's a very different user intense signal than, for example, if you and me are watching the YouTube video where we are looking through the thumbnails, things like that. Now, talking about thumbnails, also there he talked about like you know we did we are not going to put a thumbnail creation tool because most of the views come from people swapping through the shorts feed, which means that the people won't see your thumbnails anyway. I'm not sure if I agree on that, but you know that's what he says. But YouTube did add the capacity to frame your clip as a thumbnail. So obviously, if you want a particular thumbnail, you put that in your clip and then use that clip in your thumbnail, and that's just the workaround. So I might as well Sherman make it easy, but hey. He works there. I don't. I'm an outsider. He doesn't. I'm so small that he probably doesn't even he listen. Get a chance to listen to what I have to say. But you know, it is he is who he is, right? Um, okay. Uh, and he's on hashtags. He says sometimes it will work, sometimes it will not. You have to play around with it. Uh, yeah, because he says in you know, hashtags can sometimes be related with a real world thing like an event that you want to associate with oftentimes they're focused on topics and i think both in both cases in both those cases creators should consider using them and also your results may vary okay uh, i'm looking through it oh 
the last thing is like some gurus have been saying, you know, hey, the way to maximize your short uh, reach is to re-uploading, like deleting and re-uploading your video. And he says, I wouldn't advise that. I've heard uh, people talk about this like a growth hack on Twitter or something like that. But I think that also risks getting it seen as spam in our systems. So that's kind of a way to, uh, for the YouTube Shorts product lead. What's his name is... Todd to say, hey, don't do it. So if someone is telling you that, you know, hey, you should do this, which is uh, post, post a video, uh, then delete it, then re-upload it. It's just like, you know, gaming the system. Maybe you will get some results, but eventually you will get, they will catch catch you and then you're going to get like in a lot of trouble. And the last thing is, oh, I forgot the good part, which is sometimes, you know, people will create like five or 10 videos or multiple shots in hoping like, you know, hey, um, something is going to catch on, something is going to get uh, catch on fire. Todd says, you know what, maybe you should, Reduce the number of videos you post and post higher quality videos. I like that, uh, but at the same time, if you are experimenting, you probably want to try that out. Uh, how you take it is up to you, but what what's they're saying is um, think your audience, not algorithm. So what are the content that your audience may want to know or hear about? I'm not a shorts expert. I don't do shorts, so I'm not the right guy to give you advice on shorts, but I just feel like you know he's right. Oftentimes, you probably don't want to keep on publishing because then the system thinks all you publish is like low quality content and then, you know, it's not going to give you reach until the date yeah, finds, someone finds out. It's cash 22, right? Uh, but, you know, find the balance. What works for you, uh, get on that thing, try different things out, see if it works or not. If it does, keep doing it. But don't kill yourself to publish one shots every day. I think that's what it, it comes on to. Okay, moving on. To Google Ads, we covered this last week. Google Ads is thinking of adding, uh, you know, enhanced customer support uh, where you have to pay for it. It's, they're calling it premium enhanced customer support, whatever it is. Now it seems like you know, some users have started show, seeing it. Like PPC expert Natasha sh uh, sh uh, saw it in her account, and it's apparently fifty dollars. So it seems like for $50, you're going to call up some Google rep somewhere on this planet Earth and they're going to jump on and they're going to be like, hey, I see your account. It's not optimized. It's 80, 70%. You've got to go to 100%. Start on auto updates and go do this, go do that. All I wouldn't do that. I mean, there is a video on YouTube in our channel Market and Grow as well as on our blog where I said, you know, I wouldn't touch Google account at at Google Ads account st uh, strategies, I believe that's what they were called, uh, with a 10-foot pole. And this is back like two years old or two and a half years old, back in the day when they would call you based on your ad spend and say, hey, um, I'm your ad account specialist this quarter and I would like to help you get the maximum amount of it. And the results over there has been horrendous, right? Because all they do is turn on broad matches and all these options, suggestions from Google, where all it does is, you know, it quickly ends up using up your budget and making a profit for Google, not for you. Because at the end of the day, Google makes money when someone clicks on, on your ad. You only make money when the user or the visitor coming to your site through that ad actually converts, whether they make the purchase, whether they sign up for your newsletter, or whether they do some action that is valuable to you. Remember that in mind, and for $50, I know you'd be tempted, hey, let me call up Google, I don't want to hire a... Uh, you know, a good uh, SEO person or a Google Ads person because that's more expensive. It's expensive for a reason, folks. You've been warned. It's all up to you. 
Next up, Google has announced August 2023 core update, the last core update, uh, the second core update of 2023. The last one was in March 2023. Again, you know, it's gonna, it was announced on Google August 22nd. It's going to take about two weeks for it to complete rollout. It's not a penalty. It's gonna promote or reward great web pages. If you've been following the show for any length of time, you know I've always been talking about creating great content. People from Google are always talking about great content. And you know what? There is no way around it. Uh, some people have been affected by this core update. Uh, again, I do not know the type of content they have. Some people are complaining on Twitter. Some people are complaining in uh, different forums. It is what it is. It's the way of life. Deal with it. Write good content. Don't write content for algorithms with that let's jump into the next update which is you can now google can now google search can now index csv files which is good uh, you know this is something google has updated the documentation uh, again csv files are a common way to store data often used to store information such as customer leads product data and financial data but at the same time you need to be careful and you want to make sure that there are no csv dot csv files on your website or anywhere in your repository uh, such as Amazon S3, uh, and you know that are getting unintentionally exposed to search results. How many times have you seen, or I, I have seen them many, many times, even in, in fact today, where I found uh, a coaching coaches in the coaching industry who had his webinar email script on his Amazon S3 bucket that is exposed uh, and it's on the Google search results. I was looking for something else uh, that this coach, coach does. I was looking for a PDF and boom, came this email uh, sequence script for his webinar and post webinar follow-up. Now, you know, it's not bad, but it's a good example to show that sometimes you will unknowingly, you, you would unknowingly expose things that you shouldn't be exposing, okay? With that, let's go to the next update, which is Google says, Internal links pointing to the same page does not affect SEO, which basically means a uh, user was asking Google's John Mueller, hey, how much weight does Google give to internal links pointing to a page itself? Does Google consider the anchor text of these links to gain a better understanding of what the page is all about? Uh, in other words, is Google going to say, you know, hey, so-and-so is linking an internal page, so that page must be really important. Let's give it a little bit more priority, higher score than maybe a page that doesn't. The answer is absolutely not. Google, to Google's eyes, it's pretty much the same. Uh, it comes down to what you're connecting to and um, w whether it makes sense as a whole versus, uh, you know, oh, Five pages on this website are talking, in, uh, linking to the same page, so that must be a really important page. Let's bump it up to the top. Uh, I I've heard something like that in the past. Uh, so John is saying, you know, it's not necessarily true. Uh, linking to the same page should not be used as a way to artificially boost the ranking of that page in search results. Instead, internal links should be used to help users navigate your website and find the information they are looking for. So I hope this helps and let's go to the next one. This one comes from directly from the Google search of the record podcast where Google's Danny Sullivan get on the show and he was talking about Google's algorithms and he's talking about Google's, um, let me think, um, yes, 
ranking updates and ranking systems and some people think you know they're all the same it's not uh, and uh, they, he's saying some people think that you know just because there is a new update which is uh, happening right now it necessitates 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 reworking your SEO strategy uh, and he disagrees with that what he's saying is that if you have seen a change after one of the systems or updates has been launched uh, then that's probably a sign that, well, maybe you are not as aligned as you should be with what these things have been looking for with what Google's generally trying to look for. Wow, that's a lot, right? What he basically means is that it's a sign that you don't have good content because if you did have a good content, you would not be affected by these search results. Hey, my question to you is, are you going to listen to him or are you going to listen to some guru out there that says, you know what, you've been affected, pay us like XYZ amount of dollar, we're going to go fix it and help you rank higher again and they're going to try for six months and then Google does another update and again you fall off. I would rather have you focus those efforts on creating good quality content. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you do need it, right? Uh, there is on-page SEO, uh, um, you know, technical SEO and off-page SEO, but you cannot always be playing that and trying to game the system. And the other thing is that, you know, the, Google's like, you know, trying to be, you know, as transparent as possible. Uh, however, at the same time, he's saying, you know, that a lot of people think they can game the Google system and Google's like a step ahead of them. You may find something that works for you now, but sooner or later, Google is going to find and it's going to plug that hole, right? Uh, other than that... Um, his last and last thing, and I know you're gonna get tired because if you follow my show, I keep saying it, and because Danny is saying that, it's like you know, uh, he discussed the importance of creating high quality content that is relevant to your user search intent, create genuine, engaging content tailored to your target audience, and that is still the best way to rank in Google search results. I mean, you know, it is true. Uh, you don't need to. Uh, you know, keep on the hamster wheel on, you know, I got to stuff 50 keywords and my keyword density is has to be 70. And by the way, we, we kind of busted that myth uh, in one of our previous episodes. Uh, if you have not uh, listened to it, go dig it up either in the text format or in the show. I just do not remember which episode it was. Okay. Uh, let's go to the last update. And this is actually an interesting update where Google is saying you don't have to be in the top 10 results to be a feature snippet. There was a study done by, or there is a study out there very recently published by ARFs where they did study 2 million feature snippets uh, and they said, you know, one thing and Google is saying something else. So ARFs is saying, backed by their own data with 2 million uh, data points, they're saying if your page is ranking anywhere in the top 10 Google search results, it has a chance to also get the number zero spot, which is a featured snippet. And the best part is that the amount of effort required to get to the featured uh, featured is almost zero. That is if you get lucky. That is directly out of ARF's uh, study. Now, if you're not sure what feature snippets are, feature snippets are basically also known as answer box. They're the search results that appear at the top, uh, the search engine results page, and quickly answers your query. Uh, they are typically a brief summary of the relevant information from a web page and they can be a great way to get your content noticed by searchers, which is great. John Miller is saying like there is no rule that a page has to rank in the top 10 search results positions for it to be considered eligible for feature snippet positions. 
right? So that directly contradicts what Arif is saying. That's correct, number one. And number two is Google's Danny Sullivan is also saying if a web page is listed is if a web page listing is elevated into the featured snippet position, we no longer repeat the listing in the search results. This declutters the results and helps users locate relevant information more easily. Featured snippets count as one of the uh, t t one of the ten web page listings we show. So, having read this back to you, what do you think? Do you really want to listen to AREFs where they say, you know, you really need to get on this, you know, uh, SEO bandwagon and try to be in the top 10 and then only you could be in the feature snippet? Or do you kind of like, you know what, it is what it is. I just need to create content, a good quality, great content that answers the user query. And then I just have to wait for that to get shown up. Who would you listen to? John Mueller, Danny Sullivan, or do you want to listen to AREFs? One is an outsider. The other two are, you know, are Google's uh, official rep uh, for their search product. I mean, if you ask me, I would probably listen to um, Danny and John Mueller versus listening to ARFs because ARFs is a very outsider saying uh, things based on their analysis, right? It's like me saying Amazon employees are so productive or amazing because they have this great parking policy right because i look at this park amazon's parking policy and i'm like amazon has this engaged talented workforce because they have this amazing parking policy and i need to replicate that that's me as an outsider saying that however once you're inside and inside amazon it could be a variety of factors like it could be their mission it could be the people they're working with it could be the culture it could be the environment it could be the other parks we just do not know. From an outsider, we can only deduce based on our own intuitions and our data points and we can make it as scientific as possible. So I hope with this helps and gives some perspective to you. With that, folks, this is the end of this episode. Until next week, your host, Aziz Islam, signing off. Bye-bye.